Now, The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her common sense psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. The Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her common sense psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for The Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King. Hi, good afternoon and welcome to the show. I'm Phyllis King, The Common Sense Psychic. Happy Friday. Here we are, and yes, you're not crazy. Um, this is a different time. I am. My show is usually noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, um, but for things going on, you know how that happens. So I moved it around today just so we could be together. So I will be doing on-air readings today. If you'd like to get on the air, the number is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. Um, here we are starting to really move through the, the energy of this first year. It's so potent, so fast-moving, and somewhat sharp. You know, you seem to be going along and things are just fine, and then boom, um, something seems to come up. And that's kind of the energy we're in. It's like energy that's insisting upon change, energy that's forcing us to deal with anything that's unresolved or not taken care of or that we've been not paying attention to or whatever. And I think that's an interesting phenomenon that's going on on the planet there's a real uh, urgency to focus uh, because what does focus do for us? You know, when we have contrast, it makes us focus on what do we really want to create? What are we trying to create? And, you know, so much of my work talking to clients centers on getting people to recognize what's in their motivation. You know, people will call me and say, oh, I want love or I want some more money or I want a different job or maybe I should move. And, you know, all those are interesting and wonderful things to do, have, be, go get, etc. But if you don't know what's at the basis of your motivation, why am I doing this? What do I think it's going to give me? And does it match up? You know, do I think that this thing over here is going to take me where I want to go? You know, I, I want this X, Y, Z job. I think it's going to give me this. And you really want to take the time to follow the progression through. Is it going to give you what you think it's going to give you? And, you know, since we're in this fast-paced, high-technologically savvy world where everything's push-button, instantaneous answer, fast, fast, fast. You don't have to get up to change the channel. When I was a kid, you had to get up and change the channel. There was no remote control. Now we, you know, we have all this ease and convenience, which is great. I'm all for it. But when it comes to the creative process, creating what you actually want, is it going to take you where you want to go? There's really no way to rush that. There, there really isn't, you know, and it, 
because it's grounded in knowing yourself. It's grounded in being honest with yourself. It's grounded in being courageous, not letting your fears or your beliefs false or other or your programming about you know, what culture tells you is right, you have to be able to take the time to separate all that stuff out so you can actually hear your inner navigation. And that takes time. That cannot be rushed. And I think people rush because they're afraid. What does it mean if I don't take this step? You know, what does it mean if I don't get XYZ job? What does it mean if I don't have XYZ partner? What does it mean about me? Uh, And then does something really fill us up? And, you know, culture trains us currently to look outside of ourselves for our happiness. Well, that's mistake number one. It can't be found outside of ourselves. And I I read this great article in Psychology Today, maybe three or four months ago. And the essence of the article is this, that whenever we get a win, whenever we get something we want, whether it's a new car, whether it's, um, you know, whatever the thing is we think we want, pile of money, whatever, that the stimulation lasts about 20 minutes. And then you're back to where you are, were, excuse me, before you um, started that quest for that thing. So, yes, we're in this human experience. We need money to live. We need shelter. We don't want to be alone. We're tribal by nature. Human beings are tribal. We don't do well alone. We're better off with other people. However, there is this, you know, it's this dance of duality. How do I find my inner core navigation and act upon that while interacting with the world at large. You know, it takes practice, and it takes discipline, and it takes courage. It takes all of those things. And that's why most people, you know, until they're in there later in life, not that you can't do it earlier, but usually I find most people really start coming into themselves in their late 30s, 40s, and even their 50s, and then some. So it takes time to develop those skill sets if you're not taught that. And then when you're living in a culture, Western culture certainly, that tells you your happiness is outside of you, you have to unlearn. And then you're constantly being told by advertising or whomever that go get this job, go get this type of partner, live in this area, buy this type of car, and then you're going to feel like you want to feel. And, you know, our advertisers are getting so smart I don't know if you watch much advertising. I don't, but occasionally I will. I I like to turn the sound off on the TV and try and see what they're trying to sell me just by the imagery they're posing on the screen. But so much of it is feeling-based. I mean, I watch these hamburger commercials where either this gorgeous woman or this hunky guy is biting into this enormous hamburger sandwich. (laughs) It's It's just like the epitome of gluttony you can't even fit the food (laughs) in your mouth so it reeks of there's so much how incredible to have so much and it's juicy and it's colorful and then it makes you it elicits all these feeling responses 
So advertisers are getting smart. Or you look at these movie stars out there driving these cars, uh, advertising for various car companies, and they look like they have it all together. And they're so thoughtful and they're so debonair or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, that's how I want to be. But those things will never take us there. But we keep getting fooled into it. So I, I, I bring this up often because this is so much the name of the game about how to find peace in your life. Um, and why is peace important? Why is inner peace important? Why is that inner stability important? Because all the things outside of you can change at any given time. People you care about can become ill or, or transition. Uh, people you can lose your job. Um, you can find out that somebody's been talking smack about you behind your back that you thought was your friend. You know, all kinds of things can just fall on us from out of the blue. And if we're not grounded in a sense of well-being and having a relationship to life that helps make sense, then we end up feeling uh, lonely, scared, and incapable of creating anything. And I I found this great uh, Facebook placard a couple weeks ago. For those of you who are too young to know, George Harrison of the Beatles posted something, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase here because I'm not remembering exactly. But the essence of it was, you know, it's not about fame, it's not about money, that's not how you get happiness, but essentially it's can I be happy without those things because those will not make me happy, and so how do I get there? And essentially he was talking about his own journey of, getting fame, getting huge fortune and adoration, and it not doing a darn thing for him about how he felt about himself about or about his life. You know, and it's really easy to think, oh, if I just had that, I just won the lottery. <laughs> it would just be great. And you know what? There is something to financial freedom that does uh, – make us relax when you don't have to worry about your next dollars coming from. But you know what else is really cool? And I I, I would have to say I consider myself at this point, the ripe old age of almost 57, a master of this particular topic. And not that I'm not continuing to work on it at higher levels, but abundance is really an effortless um, energetic position. doesn't mean that you don't have to work or direct your energy in some way. But it doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be scary. and It doesn't have to have any of those attachments most people put on their money flow. Oh, my God, I'm not going to have enough. Oh, my gosh, how am I going to have enough money? Oh, my God, is this going to, you know, we start running this dialogue, which is actually the antithesis to creating abundance. Abundance is really about being in a flow It's really about, am I in flow with myself and my relationship to the world at large? You know, we get really wrapped up in ourselves. Oh, I have this problem and I have that problem and my, you know, my stomach hurts. And, you know, we just go round and round about our own world. And we forget we're part of a greater world, that everything is connected energetically at the very least but that we're part of a system. And when you learn to relate to that system, that we're just not on this planet alone, that we're together, all of us, and energetically in all ways, and that our actions are not just about ourselves. 
And so when we begin to see our problems in the context of a greater perspective, we expand our viewpoint, we expand our energy, and that things and stuff and synchronicity flow in our life. So if you want to have abundance flow and not have to worry about the dollar amount per se, just be able to trust that your needs will be met, that is a very cool place to be. And I have to say, after many years of struggling on this particular idea, um, I don't do that anymore. You know, there may be things I want that I don't have or that I aspire to, to bring into my experience, but I don't bother with worrying or thinking that there's not enough of something. I really just get myself into a place of allowing my life to evolve itself in the way it needs to because I recognize there's many different dimensions going on. There's not just this physical one that you know that we're all doing right now to expand ourselves. So why am I going over these principles today of all days? Well, you know, I would say because of the harsh moving energy, I listen to my clients and I look at the the things people are going through and the the stories I, you know, that I people share with me every day and you know, so much of it again roots back to what's in their creative process, A, what they think about themselves, B, what they think is possible, C, what their motivation is when they embark on trying to get something. And let's break it down to a little bit different example. Let's say you've wanted to be a doctor your whole life since you were four. (laughs) And you're four, you announced to your parents, someday I am going to be a doctor. And you have this story that that's who you're going to be, and there's a lot of good reasons why you should do that. And I love doctors. There's nothing here about doctors per se. I just use that example. And then you get to your 20s and 30s, and you're in medical school, or you're doing your residency, or whatever it is, and you find out, dang, I'm really not enjoying this. <laughs> I, I don't really like doing this. I don't like the hours. I don't like being in these environments. I don't, I don't like this, that, and the other. But you force yourself to be in it because you're trying to be in integrity with yourself. So the motivation was born from a childhood perspective. You didn't really allow yourself to evolve and grow into yourself. And now you have to kind of back yourself out of this self-created system that is now not working for you. And so this is what we all do. Um, And even those of us who create from a very intentional place, sometimes you find that you have to change direction. And this is where people get stuck. You know, I can't change. I don't want to change. I don't know how to change. Change is bad. And, um, And this goes into how we relate to our experiences and the value we give to them. But it is our ability to be flexible, pay attention to the signals that life shows us, and just, you know, have a sense of humor about it. You know, okay, well, that's not working, and yeah, I just spent 25 years doing that. (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) I guess it's time to shift and move in another direction, and it doesn't have to be a big, serious ordeal. So these are very different ways to look at a life process. You know, we're all taught all kinds of different things that shape us and, you know, make us uh, tell us who we are, and, and it's usually by external standards. And so just today, if you are someone who's going through a challenging circumstance or you don't understand exactly what's happening or you're feeling like you're cursed or life is 
down on you. You know, and I just heard to tell you there's a different way to look at these things. There's a different way uh, to approach it so it's not harsh on your life or, or your body. And, yeah, it takes a shift in perspective. You know, I think uh, the saying is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, which is also a scientific uh, idea. But, you know, it really is, in some respects, that simple, one step in front of the other. And globally, we are in this fast-moving momentum and pattern. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I hope that has some value to you. But as I take your calls and questions today, um, I'll look forward to, you know, seeing where you're at in this process and um, helping you discover that there are different ways to go about your creative process to get your needs back. And you know what? And the final statement here, your needs are going to be different than someone else's. You know, just because someone else was really happy, you know, being married or someone else was really happy making a you know, six-figure income at a Fortune 500 company or just because someone liked living in Los Angeles as opposed to the Midwest doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And it is your divine right and obligation to do what works for you and really give yourself permission to march to the beat of your own drummer, plain and simple. So uh, if you'd like to get on the air this hour, the number is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. I'm going to take a very quick break. When I come back, I will get to your calls and questions. Uh, you're listening to Phyllis King. Um, I'm your common sense psychic. Stay with me. What would I do without your smart mouth? Drawing me in and you kicking me out You've got my head spinning No kidding, I can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright My head My head's under water, but 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic, and it's an on-air reading stay at this special time. Uh, looking forward to your calls and questions. Yeah, John Legend there, all of me, one of my favorite songs of last year. Uh, anyhow, if you'd like to get on the air, the number is 917-889-2894. Let's start with area code 216. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Russ in Cleveland. Oh, hey, Russ. How you doing? Hey, Russ. Oh, that's bad. Things things are looking good, actually. Awesome. I, I, and so just so the audience knows, Russ, uh, you're in Cleveland, and you've been going through some job changes, had some rough bumps at your last place, but you've been interviewing, and what's did you get something, or where are you? Well, actually, I've had four interviews in about the last eight days. Uh, wow. Two I really like, and, uh, and two I really like, and the one today I sort of like, but it's like, uh, like a... It's with a call center and insurance company. And uh, the one I'm really hoping to get is a small bank here in the area that's sort of like a, process, like a payment processing position. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm just kind of hoping what you, you know, what you feel about that. Um, let's see. And what are the other ones real quick? Because I see all this energy floating around. I just need to differentiate when I'm looking at you yeah, which is which. Just tell yeah, me the, the first, titles of the jobs. That would be helpful. Yeah, the first one was uh, sort of like a uh, back office processor position with a company called Arrow. Uh, one, the company that I really liked, the one I just mentioned, was a bank called First Federal Lakewood. Uh, the mm-hmm. third one was a company called JP Recovery Services, but that's a collection job, which is exactly what I was doing, but just uh, medical bills instead of mortgages. Uh huh. And then, and then the one today I had uh, was a company called National General Insurance. Mhm. Well, I have to tell you that um, energetically, the collections one looks pretty hot. Um, I'm I'm just seeing that they like that. You know, there's something about that you've had experience with that, and you're successful. That feels that they really like that. So I have a sense that they really like you, and that you will probably get some offer from that. And the one that you asked about the customer service, what did you call that call center? Um, I'm not sure. I certainly like that for you. It's certainly lighter than what you know than the collections type of energy. Did they talk about a second interview with you? Yeah, the one, uh, yeah, the one at the call center with the insurance company. I had an assessment on Wednesday, and I went back in this morning for for like an interview. And they said mm-hmm. they're they're really looking to get back to me, uh, maybe by like Monday or Tuesday, because okay. they want they're starting like a training class on the 29th. Well, I really like that one for you. It looks like there are a number of applicants, so you know, I would just really hold a good thought for it. I like that one better for you than I, I mean, I would love to see you land there. Um, I think because of the number of people I see applying, that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause. But I like that they were giving you all the details in terms of the training and that they might actually, believe it or not, overhire, you know, like on an airplane, they overbook (laughs) the plane because they expect that people might fall out. You wouldn't be one of those people. But as people go into the training, I have a sense that it takes a certain – a certain stamina, and you certainly have that from that collection experience. That this will it won't be a piece of cake, but it won't be anything as difficult as what you went through. So I really, really hope this comes through. And you know, I could see you being at the top of the line of people they would like in there. 
And I will just—I would have you just keep visualizing that opportunity because I like it for you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that one wouldn't be so bad. Um, and out of the four, the one I like the best would probably be the first federal Lakewood bank uh, bank job mm-hmm. processing. Uh, do you pick up anything on that one, or as well? Well, you know. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them pop because it's you're just in the zone right now, and so I'm assuming you're interviewing well, and you know that it's just a matter of being in the right place at the right time. It's just that environment feels it feels more what's the word not clicky, but there's something about the environment that I wonder if once you were in there, you would feel like you fit, but. It just feels a little stuffy, I guess. And I never, you know, I know you can conform, but I just, I experience you to be more laid back. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. So, so good. what do you like about that place? In fact, that's a little smaller, uh, you know, a little smaller place, because, uh, like, uh, the bank I was at had 67,000 people in it all across the country. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little smaller. It's like about 500 here, just in the Cleveland area. And um, yeah, so it, it does seem seem to be a little more homey. Okay. Well, look at you know, um, you know, I feel you you have an offer coming through. The strongest one you talked to me about was the collections, and maybe that's just part of your energy. But I think because you have so many um, leads out there, and they're all pretty good, you know, that any one of them really could pop. And when I look, you know, it's just kind of a great thing to have all these different potential opportunities. And, you know, I guess you'll take whichever one gets offered. <clears throat> and the other thing is if you get two offers, then you can pick the best of the two. But, I mean, you're just so darn close to picking one. It's like, well, which one is it as I'm trying to separate all these energies? And so the only one that really stuck out as, like, yeah, they really, really, really are set on you is the collections one. But it doesn't mean the others can't come through because – Seems like you'd like to do something a bit different. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah, know if that's helpful to you at all. It's just you know sure. you're doing a great job getting yourself out there and making it happen. So good for you. Yeah, which is good too because it's been uh, yeah it's definitely been an interesting year, six weeks or so, and yeah and yeah because the old place too. I'm kind of surprised that they fired me and didn't fire this one other guy for doing the same stuff that I was they claim I was doing, but and he's still there. Yeah. But it is what it is. I'm not going to fret over it, I guess. So. <laughs> Good. Don't want to dwell on the past too much. So. Well, you know, when something's not working for whatever reason, it's just best to move on. You know, and and you're gonna land here any 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 moment. I mean, you could hang up on the phone here with me, and you're gonna <laughs> the phone's gonna ring, and it's gonna be somebody offering you something, and you'll yeah. be on to your next thing. Yeah, that's good. I'll keep you updated. Hopefully, it all works out here. So. <laughs> It will. I don't have a doubt about that. I mean, because you're showing me so many different ones, and there's several viable options. And just not and one is the only one that really stuck out as the collections, but that doesn't mean something else can't emerge uh, momentarily here. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, folks. Great to hear from you, Russ. Have Thanks, a good Phil. weekend. Happy Friday. Yeah, that's an interesting thing when someone has so many things going on and I am trying to pick which one's going to pop out of a space. Um, that's kind of tricky. But, you know, what I loved is that he's he's got an intention. I can feel, you know, talking about intention, I can really feel that he's extremely clear 
I'm going to be working. It's not if, it's when. And I want, you know, I can just feel in his energy that he is determined to make something happen and nothing's standing in his way. And he's showing that by all the different ways he's going about. And something's going to pop. And it's that ability to really know something and feel it in our gut that really helps the creative process. And I love to refer to my bodybuilding client who, before her competition, she just really gets in this zone of seeing herself winning or seeing herself in this, I've got it all together. And she keeps that visualization in place. And it's really powerful. It's really, really powerful. Um, and we should, we need to do that when we're trying to create a job or a relationship or anything else. And I think Russ is doing that. Uh, and um, I'm just not worried about whether or not he's going to connect. So, again, if you'd like to get on the air, the number is 917-889-2894-917-884. I'm going to take a very quick break. When I come back, I'll give to you more of your calls and questions. Uh, you're listening to Phyllis King. I'm your Common Sense Psychic. Stay with me. be left behind Distance was a friend of mine Catching breath in a web of life I've spent most of my life Riding with playing acrobats Shadow boxing the other half Learning how to react I've spent Back to the show. I'm Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic, and this is an on-air readings day and a special time. Um, I will. I do have time for a couple more calls. I will be running out early today, but if you'd like to get on the air, I'd love to talk to you at nine one seven eight eight nine two eight four. Nine one seven eight eight nine two eight nine four. I do want to share with you. I have a couple events coming up in March and April. Um, I have a Soul Shop Saturday or weekend happening March 26th and 27th, and it's going to be broken up into four modules where we'll be going over an abundance module, love module, health and wellness, and um, what was the other one? I'm forgetting my other module. Essentially trying to cover all aspects of our creative process. And, And it's really nice to get with a group of people and and look at these issues. You know, you might be wanting to do love and someone else is interested in um, 
you know, in money or whatever, but even when you hear other people's process about it, um, then it really helps you to work your own piece. So, yeah, it's love and then um, prosperity and abundance, and then purpose, passion, and career, health, and spiritual well-being. You know, and it really takes looking at all of those aspects when we're trying to move our lives forward. And, you know, you can ask me, well, why do I need to work on my love life if I'm trying to manage my career space? Because how we relate to others and and what our expectations are of others, it often bleeds over into our professional relationships, that we come with a set of ideals and, you know, expectations about what people are supposed to do and how they're supposed to behave. And when you learn to work inside of your relationship with a little bit more um, flexibility and understanding, and then you learn to bring that into your career space, it impacts your career space as well. So essentially, no matter how you expand, you know, that expansion is going to impact the totality of your experience. And the same thing, it's like, well, if I'm working on my money space or how I receive, how is that going to help my love life? Well, you know, it helps the same way because, you know, we're looking at how we interact with the world at large. I mean, believe it or not, that's part of abundance. How we react to stress. Do we turn in on ourselves? Do we contract? Do we go into worry? Do do we do all that stuff? And so if you're learning how to cease the worry habit, for instance, for the reason of having more money, then that that ability to cease worrying is going to impact your love life. It's going to impact how you approach your career space. It, it all impacts the other. But usually some of us have a hot button issue that we're working on, whether it's whatever it is in that given time. But it's going to be a great weekend. That's March 26th and 27th. If you're interested, um, let me know. And if you're coming from out of the area, um, I've got some great hotel information I can share with you that it's really close to where the venue is. And all roads lead to phyllisking.com. And then in April, April 9th, I'm doing a a love reboot and reorg salon. So if you are in a relationship and you're wanting to reinvigorate that or look at your own participation in it or you're without a relationship or you're dating and you're not getting what you want, this is a great um, one-day experience for that to kind of get plugged in back to what works, what doesn't work, and maybe learn a little something new about how good abundant relationships are created. And then also just to have some sharing with other people so you can get that salon, I'm being taken care of feeling and some healings and, you know, just really sort of have a once-over on your process to kind of get you out there. You know, for whatever reason, a lot of people kind of move into love and the idea of love in the summer. So I thought that was a perfect time to do that. Um, So, again, all roads lead to phyllisking.com if you're interested in any of those things. um, I'd love to talk to you about it. And, again, if you're coming from out of the area, I have all the information about how to get there. Um, Let's see. So it is relatively quiet today as I'm – Doing it at a new time. I'm here for just a couple more minutes, so if I could probably take one more caller on the air, if you'd like to get on, this is your moment at 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. I'm going to take one really one more quick break, and then we'll see if we have one more caller before we call it a day. All right. 
Um, So hang on here. You're listening to Phyllis King. Stay with me. Some 20 years ago, millions of people around the world were riveted by the compelling near-death experiences shared in the book Saved by the Light by Daniel Brinkley. His book resounded so powerfully with the world, it remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 14 weeks. Now Daniel and his wife Catherine have released a new book entitled Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven. Daniel again shares compelling accounts with us from his three near-death experiences. He also shares specific lessons and insights he brought back from the other side. Insights timely for us to use in our lives right now. The proceeds from Secrets of the Light will be donated to the nonprofit group, The Twilight Brigade. The Twilight Brigade was co-founded by Daniel in 1997. It offers financial, emotional, and hospice care to dying veterans and their families. Make a difference in your life and the life of a veteran. Read Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven today. Available in bookstores now. Let's return to the Common Sense Psychic. Once again, here's your host, Phyllis King. Hi, welcome back to the show. And I'm telling you, if you've never read Daniel Brinkley's work, Secrets of the Light or Saved by the Light, I encourage you to do so, especially if anybody out there is dealing with the loss of a loved one or someone who's passed or has had a serious illness or something. He's got incredible perspectives about what happens when we die because of his own near-death experiences. And his books are so compelling. Um, his life was made into a lifetime movie. I mean, it was just, it's really amazing. And um, I just can't say enough about it. And he's a transformed person because of his experience. So com is his website and the book Secrets of the Light. It's a trilogy, uh, but it tells his story and it's really amazing. Um, okay, so um, area code 765. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Sheila. I'm calling from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, great. And I was God didn't make I'm... little green apples. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> <No>. Forgive me. <laughs> okay, what's going on? The Midwest. Um, I was wondering if you can tell me. I'm not. I'm just trying to figure out where I should go with my relationship with um, um, someone from my past. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have any insight, I, I just can't quite figure out if... Um, he wants to be back together or not, and I'm afraid to ask him. <laughs> He'd rather not know. He's kind of holding on to, you know, I mean, how come you don't want to ask? I'm just curious. I don't, because, because he actually left me for another woman, and so Ouch. Um, oh. I'm afraid, yeah, I'm afraid to, I mean, it's been, it's, it's been a long time. It's been since 2009. But now, wow. you know, over to my house, we have kids. So, I mean, but my kids are 17 and 20, you know, so, but we have kids. And he just is doing, like, really nice things here lately. So I'm just trying to figure out what that's about. <sighs> I mean, well, if he, re- I mean, I'm, he might regret it. I mean, I caught him having an affair, you know. I read it on his phone and confronted yeah. him and pretty much we, you know. We, but yeah. it was a terrible time in our life. We both lost our jobs and then oh she moved God. in with her. I had to move in with my parents. My kids were 9 and 13, and my son was wow. sick. He was a transplant patient, and he was ill. Holy and, crap. I mean, Jeez. literally, our whole, I mean, so many bad things happened, and we just, yeah. uh, you know. And I recently just got my job back. He and her both worked for the same company I worked for, and I got called back to my job, but they double-severed and couldn't come back. 
which wow. was good because I would have to go back and work with both of them now. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, but now I'm on my feet again. And I got my job back and got a house, and my kids are, of course, with me. But, I mean, he literally comes over about every week and comes in my house. I mean, he hung pictures on my wall, and, you know, I hooked up my washer two weeks ago. And so I don't know if he's doing it out of sympathy, or, you know, to help me or if he still has any, if he wants to get back together or what. I mean, well, I first like of all, I don't can, like you know, it's impressive. It yeah, it's impressive how you've been able to rebuild your life. I think that's just amazing and speaks to mm-hmm. your resiliency. And it, it just speaks to so many incredible qualities you have. So, mm-hmm. you know, kudos to you for that. Right. Um, right. When I look at the energy of this, I, I think it's pretty common for couples to to play with the idea of getting back together. <clears throat> Um, and I'm sure that there is some hint of that for him that, you know, that the relationship he's in or the one he left you for has either soured or it's gotten normal. You know, it takes a few years, two, three years for couples to sort of really settle into themselves and and find out who the other really is. And, you know, he's finding out that it's not any better than what he had. And, um, and he does That's miss, you know, thought. being with the kids and, you know, but can you guys put this thing back on the rails? Would you? Would either of you have the want to or the fortitude to do that? And most of the time it doesn't work out so great, that it's more than just the affair. Um, so you guys would really have to dig down deep and, and do some work around getting back together if that's what wanted to happen. And I'm not seeing that in a really organic, effortless way. Um it's not that it couldn't happen, but I suppose um, you could sniff around with it over the next couple of months because he is feeling somewhat unsettled right now, and he's having his own regrets about his own life. But right. you know, you—that's what I wanted to know. I just wanted to know yeah. if that's how he's feeling because it, I don't, don't ever speak of it. You know, I don't ever but, you say. Know, you've made some enormous progress, and I, I'm kind of circling back to that because I'm like. You know, I'm, you'll love him always because he's the father of your kids, but mm-hmm. really you want him back? Well, we were best friends. You know, we never fought. We never, For 20 years, we did not even have one. I can't even tell you of anything we ever fought over. I, we always, we just. Well, that we didn't work too well for you, though. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. You know, and then when I find out he's having an affair with someone I work with, you know, that I yeah. see every day and I talk to her every day, I, I was totally floored, totally taking <clears> off guard, <throat> had no clue. And then he didn't want me to expose them to, like, the whole workforce, you know. They wanted me mm-hmm. to stay quiet about it, but I was like, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I well, was look, devastated. I, think I mean, that, I was devastated. Yeah. Well, just to um, comment on what you said, that and I, I'm not for couples fighting. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's fight. But I think it's mm-hmm. very normal for couples to have little blow-ups here and there and, you know, that you're compatible. But not ever having a fight, I don't know that that means that you have a great rapport with one another I'm, right. and the fact that it came out of the blue because if I'm with a partner and there I I would I don't know I mean who knows I can't compare me to you or you to someone else but uh-huh. someone I'm really connected with I'm going to know if there was someone else I would know right and so right. when you look back did you see the signs in retrospect no, you know, the crazy thing, when 
she would walk us to the bus, the employee bus, for us to get on the thing, and they would be socializing. And then I would walk, you know, get. I mean, we worked at an airline, so I was at the ticket counter. He was, she was in baggage, and I, he was at the on the ramp. So every day, and she, this woman was a very, um, she's just one of those women was very flirtatious and very, mm, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, the next thing you know, he wanted to go fix her brakes, and I let him because I, <laughs> you know, I didn't know. I really felt sorry for her. She was a single mom with two boys and thought that, you know, she needed help, and I happily sent my husband that direction, and I guess she paid him in sex. I don't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I could figure out. I'm like, wow. I, I, I well, kind of, like, let him right over there. With my you know, my well, you know? and my point. I, I have two points. My first point is, it's more than the the relationship. Her, the the reason you guys came apart, that that has to be dealt with, really examined. And the second point is that you've really grown enormously because of this. And maybe you want someone else um, who's at where you are now. And it, do you really want someone like that back? And um, and I'm like that. I don't mean like that. I mean I don't. Yeah, you know, I can, I yeah. have. I mean, I've dated one person since 2009. Mm-hmm. One person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't even, I don't even really have to. I mean, I was happy. Well, it's when tough I that, when you've so. got younger kids, and you know, it's mm-hmm. not easy to be out there and about because you're working, taking care of kids. It's not like you have tons of time right. on your hands. So, mm-hmm. but it sounds like because he's having some regret or dissatisfaction with where he is that. You know, he might be putting out some feelers in his own way or, you know, feeling the responsibility towards the family, which is good. Um, right. But, again, it feels really not – it doesn't feel like it wants to come back together organically, you know, that mm-hmm. the, you guys are going to rush back to each other's arms. But if he and the other woman do break up, which is very likely, by the way, at some time at the end of this year or the first part of next year um, – you know, you'll you'll kind of see what happens, but I, I tend to think things work out the way they're supposed to. It's not that you couldn't yeah. reunite, and maybe you just need to get it to another level of completion with one another. I, I'm just not sure. It feels really fluid. There's a lot of moving pieces. But, you know, I, I just, again, I want to circle back to that you've made an enormous amount of progress, and right. that's not to be taken for granted. And, you know, can you go back? Especially that you're right. not the same person you were back then. Right. So right. Th- this isn't a yes or no question. I'm just uh, uh, the biggest yeah. yes or no I can give you is that right now it certainly doesn't want to come back together organically. But your instincts are right. There are there is trouble in paradise over there, and there is some r- regret on his part that the grass really isn't greener. Greener. Right. Those were exact words spoken. By the way. Yeah. I remember saying to him, I said, the grass is not green how you think it is. I said, and you're going to do this, you're going to leave, and then you're going to regret it. Yeah. And I said, and then what are you going to do if I don't want to take you back? Right. I told him those words. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, he's learning. He's learning. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, call me back in three or four months or let me know how, you know, but right now it's just... Yeah, there's not much to tell at the moment. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate All right, your time, Phyllis. Yeah, good, you. good to hear from you, and have a good uh, weekend. Nice to talk to you. Okay. Um, area code, oh, California, 916. Hi, caller. 
Hi. What's your name and love? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Wendy from Sacramento, California. Oh, okay. And what's your question today? Um, I um, I'm 64 and a half, and I worked. <laughs> you cracked me up. That's hilarious. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I mean, my son would say that. I'm 10 and a half. It's really funny. Okay, good for you. <laughs> Sorry. And um. I uh, I lost my job of 15 years at a major vision insurance company on January the 3rd, 2014. Um, it's been a rocky room. I uh, had a few temp jobs and I was let go. And um, finally, I got a job at a well-known bank, initials WF. Mm-hmm. And it was horrible very loud and very unprofessional environment and then I had a major medical emergency with my ring finger on my right hand um, uh, in October and I had to have two surgeries, thank God no cancer and I had to have a reconstruction of my finger Um, I'm going through occupational therapy I'll probably be released from that uh, maybe early April and uh, or at the end of March, mm-hmm. and I um, the irony is, for five years I've had my resume downloaded into a major Northern California health insurance company. Uh, first part of the company's name is Kaiser, and out of the blue, the recruiter contacted me five times on one day in October, mm-hmm. and then shortly after that, I had to go through my two surgeries. Um, and I was interested in pursuing um, another call center job uh, for the appointment area or maybe even uh, a receptionist accepting co-pays. Um, needless to say, uh, that went on hold because of my. Sur- I had to make a decision, do I take care of my finger and hopefully save it, or do I hopefully get hired and then take care of it later? Um, I'm sure I made the right decision by doing my surgeries. Um, bottom line where I'm at right now is um, I contacted the recruiter, and I didn't say what kind of surgery, but I said that I I hadn't responded because of my two surgeries, and he said he didn't have anything but to keep in contact, and we could possibly pick up where we left off. Um, do you see me, in, and also... Everything I own is in storage. I'm living in my sister's living room. Um, And so um, she said we could rent an apartment together in May when her lease is up. Mm -hmm. So I hope I'm approved. Technically, I could still say I work for that WF bank. Um, uh, Hopefully, I would be approved with her. Um, So I'm hoping to get a new job. Either as a well, so let me ask you: Is the most important thing to you your finances and finding a job? Is that is that what you really? That's what your biggest concern is right now. That you just want to be grounded with a new job, or are you wondering if you should be looking at retirement? Or what what are you really asking? I cannot afford retirement. That's out of the question. So Mm -hmm. I need to know if there's a new employment that'll be solid for me that where they'll keep me 
for at mm-hmm. least 45 years. Well, you know what? A couple of things. The first thing is just because you're 64 and a half, it doesn't mean you have to go into a scarcity consciousness and that there, this idea that there's not enough. And I'd run the mantra, I am enough, there is enough, I have enough. I mean, really, uh, I know you've been through a lot, and especially I think the medical thing has really, really zapped your energy in a big way. You can only be in so many places at once. And thank God that you had your sister. And, yeah, it's not the most convenient to be in her living room. I get it. But that's a blessing and an abundant act right there. So, you know, just because it's not your ideal, make sure that you're honoring what is working for you. And I absolutely see you getting a job. It's just you haven't had the energy. There's just been too many things going on. And when we're in a creative process and we're healing and all these different things, you know, you're kind of like moving a glacier forward. But you're coming to the end of that cycle. Where are we? We're, you know, we're in the middle of February here. Um, it might be a little longer than what your current comfort level is saying, but you know your momentum could speed up, especially if you tweak your energy a bit around your language, the words you're using to describe your experience, and just a little bit of active visualization, just really seeing yourself where you want to be as if it were so. And the nuance of those little shifts can really start to expedite and accelerate your creative process. But right now you're showing me mid-April settling into something that feels really grounded and long-term. And even if you go into it as a contract employee, you will be hired uh, permanently. So, and it has that customer service feel, just what you described to me, which tells me you are a good manifester, because it's very similar to what you described a call center reception type environment where you're interacting with people and helping them process whatever. So, it could be something Kaiser like or something similar. So, you know, just get yourself through the next couple of months and, you know, keep working on your internal dialogue. And there's obviously some wonderful, innocent child spirit inside of you or you wouldn't have said 64 and a half. But, um, and it's a good number, by the way. Yes. Well, um, and do you see me signing a lease with my sister successfully yes. around May? Yes. Oh. And, and so it's you kind know of what? like just in the nick of the time. You get to job, <laughs> Ben. It's pretty good. I um I'm a testimony because um my parents taught me not to necessarily uh believe everything that doctors might say and uh-huh. three doctors told me amputation. Oh and that's my without gosh. even knowing that's without wow. even knowing the biopsy. And wow. it, it, I have a faith I, I visualized myself myself keeping my finger and being functional and um so for the first surgery, they removed the entire chondroma bone lesion tumor. No stitches held me together for 11 days. And then I got con- the congratulatory email stating, good news, no cancer. We're moving forward with the reconstruction. And I'm deformed for the rest of my life. I'm strong about that, though. I, I'm i just overwhelmingly thankful that I have a finger. And uh, mm, people need to be amazing. proactive. Yeah. Thank you. People need to be proactive and retrieve notes from their medical insurance because the, the primary care doctor that I had for five years, I asked him for a referral, and he wouldn't give it to me. He said it's cosmetic. And something very wow. interesting. 
You know this what, love? I'm I'm at the end of uh, the show here, and I'd like to get to one more call. And I do believe I answered your question, but uh, your story is absolutely compelling. And you know, I encourage you to employ those same tactics you use with your finger in your own life because you are a good manifester. And I look forward to you turning 65 and being very happy in all of your pursuits. So thank you very much for the call. I do appreciate it. Um, so I do have time for one more call here. I'll be who's on the line longest. Area code 571. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling Hi. from? Hi, Philly. Thanks for taking my call. You're speaking to You're me. most welcome. Washington, D.C. Oh, great. What's going on with you? We just have a couple of minutes. Okay, well, my question is, my make it quick. I am looking for work. I've sent out oh. quite a few resume and interviews and stuff like that. Just call them in to see what you say. And what what kind of roles are you applying for? IT. Oh, okay. Let's look. Here we are, mid-February. Um, oh, yeah, you're going to get something actually very quickly. I would say inside of three weeks, you will have more than one offer. So you must be quite the sparkler because, um, yeah, it's just a couple. You're going to have two offers. So I would say by the first week of March, you will either be working or will have accepted one of the offers. Oh, my goodness. And that seems to always happen. Two offers always happen. Always. And I'm trying to not to go through that, you know, but now I'm older. So I'll go with my intuition and let my intuition lead me. So thank you so much. I'll call you back and let you know. Thank you. You have a great weekend. Yay, excellent. You're most welcome and have a great weekend. Thanks. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for stopping by today to visit on this. Um, It's not my regular time slot, but I love to do the show and make sure I uh, make myself available to all my friends and followers. Uh, But I'll I'll be back next Friday at my regular time, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Visit my website, phyllisking.com, for all information about me. If you enjoyed the content of the show or the type of encouragement and insight I gave, you can find that in my latest book, The Energy of Abundance, Practical Advice and Spiritual Wisdom to Achieve Anything. It's on Amazon and all major bookstores. Okay, thank you for stopping by, whether it's live or to the download. I appreciate it. Have a fabulous weekend. You've been listening to Phyllis King. I'm the Common Sense Psychic. Have a great day. Mm.